0: You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Buenos dias! Shlama y And welcome back, my fellow language learners, to Adventures in Language. I'm your guide, Emily. And in this episode, we're covering six tips that you can use to get yourself over the fluency hump, or as linguists like to call it, the dreaded intermediate plateau. Perhaps you're tired of being stuck at just conversational in your target language. You might ask yourself, Why am I not making as much progress as I used to? Is this as good as I'm ever going to get? Rest assured that you are not alone in your fluency frustrations. It's actually quite common to go through a phase where you feel like you're spinning your wheels in the mud. But it's likely that you won't stay in that phase for long. And I say that because you're here actively seeking out advice to help you reach your goals. So go you. And for those of you who might not know me yet, I'm Emily. I'm a linguist at Mango Languages with my PhD in bilingual language processing, and I'm a teacher and a student of many languages myself. All of that to say that I'm really excited you're joining me on this journey today. Well, bu let's get to it. First, let's define the intermediate plateau effect. It's a phenomenon by which a language learner starts out by making steady progress in the language but seems to stall out around the intermediate proficiency level. Now, there are several ways that this can manifest. Maybe your vocabulary knowledge isn't growing at the rate that it used to. Your grammar might start to feel stunted, or maybe you're tired of having conversations about the weather, but don't know how to make the jump to talking about complex emotions. All of these are instantiations of the intermediate plateau, but they don't all have the same underlying causes. In order to figure out how to overcome your particular case of the intermediate plateau effect, I'm going to walk you through six of the most common reasons that language learners experience an intermediate plateau, followed, of course, by helpful tips for how to address each one. Now, those six underlying reasons are, one, you're relying too much on your go-to grammatical structures, two, you're using too much shallow processing, And If you don't know what that means, don't worry because I'll explain it in just a moment. Three, your input doesn't contain enough variation. Four, you're focusing too much on receptive skills. Again, if you don't know what I mean by receptive skills, hang on for just a second, we'll get right to it. Number five, you're not getting enough corrective feedback. And number six, you've lost some motivation. It's likely that at least one of those is contributing to your current fluency frustrations. So, let's dig into the solutions. Starting with number one, grammar crutches. So the problem, you're using your go-to grammar as a crutch when speaking. The solution? Write your way to more complex grammar through daily journaling. Now, why does this work? So, by the time we've reached intermediate proficiency in our target language, we build a kind of muscle memory for our favorite grammar structures. You know, the ones that make us sound good in the target language. They make us feel good, so we keep using them. That on its own isn't a bad thing. But if you rely too heavily on your go-to grammatical structures, then you aren't leaving room to identify your learning gaps or learn more complex sentence structures. Writing can be a great way to address this. Why? Because in spoken interactions, we often feel a pressure to get our message across quickly. So it's really easy to get stuck in a rut of opting for simple sentence structures. Writing, on the other hand, allows you to bypass that social pressure. So try this. Take just five minutes every day to free write. Now this can be gratitude journaling, a personal diary, your to-do list, you name it. As you write, you'll find yourself thinking, hmm, I don't know how to say this. Maybe I haven't learned that verb tense yet. And rather than motoring ahead with the simplest approximation, take the time to look up how to say it and write it out as a full sentence. These little opportunities for learning are where the magic happens and where progress is made. And after each session, I invite you to go back and reread a journal entry from the week before to reinforce the new grammar structures that you've been learning. Okay, number two, shallow processing. So the problem, you're using too much shallow processing when listening. What's the solution? Start paying attention to details by keeping a language notebook. So let's talk more about this one. Shallow processing means that you're listening just to catch familiar words, not to absorb new grammar patterns. Typically, this means you're talking with someone in the target language and you're listening with the intention of just catching the gist of what they're saying so that you can find a logical way to respond when it's your turn to speak. This can be an effective learning strategy for beginners. But if you want to break through the intermediate plateau, you'll need to start paying attention to the details. You'll need to become more of an active listener. So you might ask yourself things like, did that person just use a different word order than I'm used to? How exactly did their tongue move when they pronounced that word? In other words, don't just listen for what the person is saying, but how they say it. This might mean that sometimes you do miss the gist of the conversation. And that's okay. It happens. One way to become a more active listener is to keep a language notebook to store all of your observations, your questions, and your curiosities about the language. And do it the way that works for you. It could be a physical notebook or a digital notepad. Okay, number three, overly consistent input. The problem here, your input doesn't contain enough variation. What's the solution? Seek out authentic input from a variety of different sources. Now let's break that down. So Consistency sounds comforting, right? But it can become a hindrance to your growth as a language learner. For example, if you're learning exclusively from one textbook or from one teacher, that means you're only getting one person's version, one person's accent, one person's dialect and speech style. While that consistency can be comforting as a beginner, it's not how language works at scale in the real world. The answer is to get authentic input from a variety of different speakers, authors, and content creators. And the input should ideally be two things, comprehensible, yet challenging. Inevitably, this variation of input source will expose you to new grammar and new vocabulary that'll help get you to the next level. Plus, research from cognitive psychology has shown us that variation in input actually enhances, not inhibits, learning. Now, one quick and easy way to get that variation in input is through media. And I recommend using the media you know you already enjoy consuming, whether that's action movies, self-help podcasts, YouTube comedy sketches, whatever you like. The point is to strategically consume content from different people. Did you know that the Mango Languages app offers two different voices for each language learning experience in our courses to help you with this exact point? Pretty cool, right? Moving on to number four, fossilized errors. Ooh, sounds so archeological. So the problem, you're not getting enough corrective feedback. The solution, let others know that you want to be corrected. So what do I mean by this? You might be practicing a lot, but if it's happening into a void or a, as I like to call it, a language learning abyss, it's not going to help all that much. So your errors are going to get fossilized. What you need, if that's the case, is corrective feedback, feedback that's gonna correct the errors that you're making. One of the simplest ways to do this is to tell the people you speak with that you wanna be corrected. And the reason for this is because lots of people are by nature correction adverse, which means they might need your explicit invitation to feel comfortable correcting your speech. And if you want more tips and tricks for how to seek that corrective feedback, good news because we have an entire episode dedicated to it, which we've linked for you in the description. And if you want to see corrective feedback in action, then I invite you to check out the Mango Languages app. The Mango app has been designed so that you can get the corrective feedback you need to break through the intermediate plateau. The app uses an error-based learning methodology by which learners are intentionally led to make and discover errors that are common in the target language. And the best part is that the app follows up with a reassuring grammar note and a simple explanation for how to fix those errors. All right. Number five, receptive focus. The problem would be if you're focusing too much on receptive skills. That means reading and listening tasks. The solution to fix it is to make time to practice your production skills. That's your speaking and your writing. Now, a lot of intermediate learners feel proficient when they're reading and listening, but say they feel instantly inadequate when it comes to writing and especially speaking. This issue can be exacerbated by the way that you study, the kinds of activities that you use. For example, if you spend all or even most of your language learning time on reading and listening activities, then of course you're gonna fall short or feel uncomfortable when you try to speak on your own. So that means you need to practice producing. And the best way to overcome this is to find someone else to practice speaking with. Now, if that's not possible for you, simply talk out loud to yourself. For more tips on how to integrate productive speaking activities into your language learning practice, then check out our Fluency Illusion podcast episode, which we've linked for you in the description. And before we get to the last point, if you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all our awesome language-related content, come join the Mango family by subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate you. Okay, onward and upward to number six, meh motivation. Now, the problem would be if you've lost sight of your motivation for learning the language. The solution, reconnect with it by reflecting on your goals. Here's the deal, when it comes to language learning, if you aren't clear on your why, you probably won't even get to the how. Now, there are many possible motivations for learning a language. It might be for school, for career advancement, to connect with a particular person in your life. Whatever it is for you, you need to be able to clearly define your why. Because as it turns out, Clarity and motivation is tied to positive learning outcomes in the target language. And you may be surprised to find that your motivations for learning your language have changed over time. It's good to realize that and understand what motivations are driving you currently, even if they're different from the past. If you'd like a worksheet to guide you in pinpointing your primary motivators for learning your language, then check out the Setting Good Goals worksheet that we've linked for you in the description of this episode. Psst, it's free! Oh, and last thing, you decided to listen to this podcast episode because you're frustrated with your current fluency level. But keep in mind that it's quite possible you've made more progress than you realize or that you give yourself credit for. When it comes to language learning, it's not uncommon to experience a disparity between perceived competence and actual competence. Think back to something that you couldn't do in the language when you first started out. What's been your biggest win so far. Don't take it for granted. Enjoying the progress you've made so far will help fuel you forward. Now that we've gone through the six common factors associated with the intermediate plateau in language learning, I hope you've gotten some good food for thought on how you're gonna get through your intermediate plateau. Keep in mind, even if you identified with several of these points, you don't need to address all of them at once. In fact, I'd recommend tackling just one point at a time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was anyone's L2 proficiency ever. So you'll get there. Well, my fellow language learners, that is all for this episode of Adventures in Language. If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all of our awesome language learning content, then come join the Mango fam by subscribing to the podcast. And hey, if you really loved it, go ahead and give us a review and maybe even tell your friends. As always, if you have a question or an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear from us, let us know. We're always listening. Nos vemos, Posh Bislama, and I look forward to hanging out with you here next time. Bye.